Ragbag presents I Like the Sound, a celebration of the sound of things. I like the sound. I like the sound. I like the sound. That's a beautiful sound. That's a really beautiful sound. A celebration of the sound of things. That's a beautiful sound. That's a really beautiful sound. Now then, this week we're going to be going on a sound walk. What is a sound walk, I hear you ask? Well, I discovered what a sound walk is by reading a book called uh, Sonic Wonderland, A Scientific Odyssey of Sound. It's written by Trevor Cox, who has come up in this show before, as a matter of fact, because he is uh, involved in lots of different audio stuff. I've read his book which is um, Sonic Wonderland. And um, there's this bit right at the beginning, actually, where he talks about sound walks. And um, it's also a reference to um, another scholar whose uh, name is Murray Schaefer. And uh, Cox describes him as the grandfather of acoustic ecology. So there we have it. And uh, one thing that Schaefer does, he recommends staying silent for a day, for a whole 24 hours, and just listening to um, whatever it is that catches your attention in order to experience sound in a different way to what you would usually do. But more of a manageable, I suppose, exercise would be uh, this concept of a sound walk. And the sound walk is basically you go for a walk and don't do anything apart from listen to the stuff that's around you. So that's kind of what I've done with this episode. It's not entirely what I've done. What I've actually done is not really in the spirit of um, the uh, the soundwalk exercise that uh, Trevor Cox is talking about. Because what I did was I walked around for half an hour and just talked into the microphone about the stuff that I was listening to. So I was listening to it, but also I was commenting on it at the same time, which is not uh, what is being advocated here. But, um, you know, it's a podcast, so I've, I've got to do this haven't I? <laughs> I haven't got to do this. I have not got to do this. Nobody is making me do this. Um, I'm uh, doing it under my own volition. A, a nice little quote from um, Trevor Cox's book. A sound walk can be a simple activity. All one has to do is stroll for a couple of hours without saying a word, focusing intently on the sounds of the city or countryside. I first did this with an eclectic group of 30 engineers, artists and acoustic ecologists. We formed a slow-moving, strung-out crocodile weaving through the streets of London. The cacophony of cars, planes and other people starkly contrasted with our own enforced silence. I felt like an extra in an old B-movie, part of a procession of possessed humans being summoned by some alien force, silent zombies walking towards impending doom. So that's nice, isn't it? That's a nice little quote there. Uh, I do recommend the book, by the way. Um, I've, I am yet to read Murray Schaefer's book, which Cox recommends. What was that one called? Let me have a look. Uh, his seminal book, The Soundscape. So I will be reading that as well, and I will be reporting back on my findings from that book. I'm sure it's very interesting, so I'm sure there is more to talk about from, uh, what do you call him? The god, Not the godfather, the grandfather of acoustic ecology. Murray Schaefer. So over to you, Frank, uh, in recorded form. Now we've done the introduction, let's do the sound walk. 
Right, so here we go. I uh, don't know what this is going to sound like in the end result. I'm aware that it's not the best sound quality that it could be. But um, as I'm talking, you may hear a few background noises, which I might be able to comment on. I don't know what you can hear and what you can't hear until I check the recording at the end. So we'll see how we get on. So getting some traffic at the moment, as you can probably hear. We are crossing over a busy road. The plan is for us to walk down to the river uh, before it gets dark. It's around eight o'clock in the evening at the moment and the sun is still in the sky. We're on British summertime. You can probably hear that traffic as we're going past. Here we go. It's been raining all week and um, so it's actually got nice again, weather-wise, which is good. So. This would be good. Not been able to go out for a walk for a while. But here we are going out for a walk. And um, yeah, which is the way down to the river now? <laughs> Have I taken a wrong turn? Oh no, I can get to it. There's a bit that I discovered the other day that I can get down to the river. I didn't know about. Even when you're familiar with a place, you know what I mean? It's like there's still these little little corners of the place that you're not entirely sure about and little walking routes that you didn't even know were there. So it's, uh, it's just a little thing but it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, it feels good to make these discoveries about a place that you're very familiar with. Uh, there's a whole, there's a, like a shortcut <laughs> down to the river which, um, or is it? Let me see, let me see, here we go. Yeah, so we go go past it. Oh, now I'm actually walking past the uh, the East Lanks Railway here, and um, I don't think there's any steam trains running here at the moment. No, that would have been good, <laughs> but you're going to miss out. Maybe I'll, I'll come here another day when um, it's uh, at the height of the uh, season. It's uh, steam trains galore around these parts. But yeah, just walking past the station, there are no steam trains here today. Makes a hell of a noise. Uh, you can probably hear the traffic. I'm walking past a busy road. Um, but also I'm walking uh, past some trees as well, so perhaps and maybe the sound of some birds in the background that uh, even I myself cannot detect particularly well in my ears, but maybe the, uh, the actual recording or be, yeah, I'm hearing birds now. I'm hearing birds now. We're getting more into the uh, the, the the birdie <laughs> the birdie zone. Yeah, yeah. Just twittering away there. Nice. Now um, the uh, the stones underneath my feet are making kind of a, a nice crunching noise. And as we uh, head further into the birdie zone, they're getting much, much more prominent. We've still got the traffic in the background as well. So, as with any town or city environment, there's always more than one thing going on. It's kind of a uh, a chorus, a chorus of different noises that have nothing to do with one another. Uh, you know, the bird song 
and the traffic, they're not interrelated in any way, they just happen to be in the same location. And I happen to be listening to both of those things at the same time. So there you have it. There we go. Got some people there as well. <laughs> Don't know if you caught that. Um, and um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> now I'm walking down a path that I've never been down before, so I don't know where it's leading me. I'm hoping it's going to lead me to the river, but uh, who knows? We shall see. Yeah, I'm guessing there's the the sound of the. Uh, the sound of the breeze now as well. You're coming out from the uh, the wooded bit and into a bit of a more of an open air space, and then you get the uh, the sound of the breeze whistling past your ears. It's just a light one, but it's there. And when you're in a, a more of a quiet spot like I am now, kind of the sound of the breeze becomes the main sound. Right, here we are. We're walking past the shopping park as well, so maybe there'll be something going on there. I think it's all closed, closed for the day. Again, walking past these railings, it's not a, it's not a sound as such. It's not a sound as such. It is not a sound. Uh, at all, but I was getting the sunlight glinting through the uh, the fence, and I was walking along. I got kind of a strobe light effect. Uh, now the sun has disappeared behind the shopping park, so no longer of danger to flashing lights. Not that I have photosensitive epilepsy. Very few people do, around a um, very small percentage. Uh, about one or two percent of people with an epilepsy diagnosis have photosensitive epilepsy. <laughs> Ask me any question on epilepsy, I'll tell you all about it. I was diagnosed myself uh, a few years back. Um, haven't had any problems with it for quite a long time, luckily. I think I'll dedicate a, an actual episode to of... Um, I like the sound to, uh, to epilepsy, so um, I have uh, already had conversations with one person in particular and I'm going to be talking to some other people hopefully, uh, not necessarily about epilepsy but about, I'll do a whole kind of disability related strand of um, how sound affects certain conditions, things like that. Epilepsy is one of them, um, but there are lots of other ones. Not least of all, deafness. But also the experience of um, a sight-impaired person. And their relationship with sound, which is often very different to my own personal relationship with, with sound, which has always been in conjunction with sight. two different things, like when I was pointing out that um, strobe light effect that was coming through the fence there. 
Uh, the aim of this exercise is for me to uh, describe all the sounds that I can hear as I'm walking along. And uh, I described the strobe light effect, even though it wasn't a sound, just because it was something that was interesting that had caught my attention. Right, coming up to the river now. I'm probably not close enough yet to be able to pick up the sound of it. You might be able to hear it in the background, I certainly can. Get a little bit closer. Now, strangely, the birds are a little quiet in this area. I can hear them a little bit. But uh, yeah, they're quite a way away from the water at this moment in time. What uh, happens quite often around this river is that you can see um, there's a heron. Well, this is probably more than one heron, but um, I only ever see them in ones. So either it's the same guy, the same dude, just a one heron, or it's one of several. <laughs> probably one of several. Right, I'm going over the uh, footbridge here. Now you should be able to pick up this sound of the water. How was that good? Right, now I'm walking beside the river, uh, kind of through the woodland. There's kind of a, it's kind of a path, it's more of a kind of a dirt path type thing. And again, I'm kind of wondering how this will be the actual noises around this part the woodland what that's going to sound like in the finished recording I think what I'll do is I'll walk along here for a bit and then I'll get to a point where it's kind of an industrial park type thing which I can cut through back onto the road and I'll walk beside the road for a bit see if there's any interesting sounds <laughs> that uh, that come up along there as well so we've got a mixture of stuff for this uh, for this recording now I hope you're getting that sound of those birds in the background there it's an interesting one that now, I couldn't identify what type of bird <laughs> they are based on the song but uh, they're making a good old noise. Now the flow of the water beside me is a bit calmer at this point. When it was going underneath my feet on the footbridge, it's going at a fair pace. But uh, yeah, there seems to be a little uh, calmer part of the river. What I was saying about the heron, by the way, was that um, I see the heron just stood in the river looking for fish 
and um, yeah, see it there quite often. It's a fun thing to watch. It's a massive bird, it's got big legs. Time uh, for describing a heron to you. You know what a heron looks like, yeah? But um, it is true that when you actually see them, you actually see them in real life. How similar they are to the kind of cartoon drawings that you see of them quite often. It kind of looks like its own caricature. Don't need to pick that up. I walked past a couple of people there. Uh, blasting out a bit of music beside the waterfall. Nice. <laughs> it wasn't uh wasn't a particularly good sound system. I think they were just uh, blasting out the music via a smartphone of some description. But uh, yeah, looked like they were having fun on a little private party. Nice location. Here we are, getting some proper good flow from the river here. Let's check this out. I don't know if you noticed, but every time, <laughs> every time I walk past somebody, I kind of go quiet. So, uh, otherwise, it's just uh, it seems a little odd, just a guy walking around talking to himself. But actually, I'm using my uh, again a smartphone of some description, which I have in my hand, and uh, see, it looks like I'm making a making some kind of phone call of some description. So, you know, doesn't look too odd. I hope. Uh, but you know, it's all all in the name of art. <laughs> all in the name of art. You know what I mean? Is this art? I wasn't sure what category to put. Uh, I like the sound in, by the way. So I, I kind of broadly characterised it as being an arts podcast rather than an educational one, because um, I, I do kind of bits of uh, you know include bits of factual information and stories and stuff like that but it's more to do with kind of the experience of just experiencing sound and not necessarily learning anything from it just uh, the experience of it and that, that's what I try to get people to talk about when I interview them I haven't had any kind of proper audio experts on yet I mean I've had musicians on which musicians are audio experts in their own field But I was more thinking of maybe having some people on who know kind of things about sound from a scientific point of view, which I uh, hope to do in the future. But yeah, at the moment I'm broadly categorising the podcast as an as an arts program, <laughs> uh, which I don't know what it, it, it's a difficult one that because I'm not kind of talking about the arts. What I'm doing is I'm implying that the thing itself 
is art, which you could argue that it is, I would like to think. But you know, on another level there's uh, the possibility that me claiming that, someone somewhere might turn around to me and say, yeah, mate, <laughs> you're just wandering around talking into your phone, what's that? <laughs> Calling that art? Well, to be fair, I don't just do this. This is what I'm doing today. Right, I've come away from the river now. And, um, oh, that gate being closed. Does that mean a train's coming? I'm back at the uh, East Lanks Railway again. It's usually a way through there, but maybe they've closed the gate either because of the time of day or because there's a train coming. I wonder which is which. Uh, let's see, let's hang around. Also got a bit of a river here as well, a bit of the river beside me. Checking this out. Yeah, there must be a there must be a train coming because um, there must be a train coming because there are cars waiting for that gate to open. So we're going to treat ourselves to a stand of a passing train here. Now, got this water beside me as well, which is very loud. Maybe I'll stand away from the water so that we can get a good uh, capture of this train. Let's come away a bit. Move on down a little way. Right, a little quieter under this, uh, under the shade of a tree here. Oh, where's this train, man? They've closed the gates. Where's the train? What's going on? Oh no, they opened the gates again. Oh. <laughs> There's an anticlimax. <laughs> They've opened the gates, that means uh, the train's been and gone, I guess. Oh no, no, here he is steam train coming past let's uh, try and get close to this maybe it'll do that whoop whoop thing here we go here we go steam train getting away from the passengers here Excellent. Well, they looked like they were having a good time. It's uh, one of these uh, fine dining experiences on board a steam train. And uh, yeah, they looked like they were having a whale of a time. Because <laughs> so many people waved at me. Like about half of the half of the train just spotted me looking at them <laughs> from just from this patch of grass that I'm on. Not even at a station or anything. And um, yeah. I think uh, by the looks of things they've had a few drinks, uh, but uh, all good fun, man.
Uh, I'm glad that we managed to capture that on this uh, on this uh, sound walk. I can't remember the technical term for uh, it's um, in Trevor Cox's book. Uh, I'm going to mention it in the intro. Um, I think uh, I think it's called a sound walk, where you uh, go for a walk and <laughs> just notice all the sounds that are around you. Now, I'm I'm not necessarily adhering to the principles of it because. I'm rambling on, I'm talking, um, instead of listening. Well, I'm listening as well, to be fair. Here we go. Go through the gate now. Across the rail tracks. And uh, yeah, out into a quiet street. Not much going on. I heard a door slam there. We're going to head back up to the main road and uh, have a walk up there, see if any uh, unusual sounds um, creep out at us. I don't think we're going to get anything better than a steam train at this point in time, but you never know. Maybe, maybe an alien spacecraft. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> no, I really am rambling now. Um, it's good that I don't go without a script every week. That's all I'm saying. I'm not putting myself down too much. But um, it's nice to have a script in there in front of you so that you're not just waffling on. Seen a big police van driving past. Uh, you won't have heard that. Didn't have the sirens on. I am really aware of the birds. It's, uh, I think because I'm doing this uh, this kind of exercise of walking around and paying closer attention to sounds than I usually would. This is sounding me out of breath now. It's a really steep hill I'm on. <laughs> oh, I can't speak. I'm so out of breath. Oh, I'm not even at the top yet. Got a way to go. Let's see what it sounds like when I stand on this uh, crushed beer can. There you go, crushed beer can. Now this is the sound of me getting to the top of the hill. <sighs> Not quite as fit as I thought I was. Yeah, as I was saying, I'm a lot more tuned in to the sound of those birds. I wouldn't usually notice them necessarily. But because I'm paying closer attention to sound, they do sound really, really loud now. 
Like right now, if you listen to that, it's one. I've just stopped underneath the tree. There's a bird in the tree. I can hear it. That's a good one. And usually, if I wasn't doing this, I'd just walk past and I wouldn't even notice it. So it is kind of a cool thing to do, just walking around and being aware of the sounds that you would have missed. It gives you kind of a new perspective on, again, a place that you thought you knew. Car going past now, here we go. There we have it, not as good as a steam train. <laughs> We've peaked too early. I think what I'll do is I'll wrap things up now. And we'll see how the recording came out. I'll probably have to edit out some of the waffling that I've been doing. It's been a bit waffly this time. But we got some good stuff. We got the river, got the steam train, got a motorbike just now. <laughs> Crushed beer can, maybe that'll be the highlight. It all depends. The recording of the sound is different to the actual sound. That's uh, an interesting point to make, really, is that your experience of listening to the thing in real life is different to your experience of the recorded sound. The recorded sound is just what's been captured by the device that you're using to record. Which, you know, inevitably is different to your own internal sound processing equipment. But there you have it. Over and out. I Like The Sound was written, presented and produced by myself, Frank Burton. My website is frankburton.co.uk. My new novel, Getting Away With It, is out now and it's brilliant. The audiobook version is on Bandcamp, currently set to name your price. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ragbag Presents. Please do share this show around, give us a rating and review. Get in touch. Let us know what you like the sound of. I will see you soon.